Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Screaming from the Sidelines, your favorite show for basketball bets and all the crazy behaviors that make you go wild for your teams. Some last-minute changes had to be made on the show this week, but I was thinking about a good theme for basketball and how to work around the all-star break, and I thought, you know what? Let's take an opportunity to get a ton of fans up to speed on the NBA. Football is a dominant force not only in sports, but sometimes in our society. The Super Bowl is an unofficial national holiday, and a lot of sports fans don't start really paying attention to basketball until now. And there's no shame in this. I certainly operated that way for most years of my life, and had it not been for Believe, I still might have been football-focused until right now. You've likely heard about Kevin Durant being traded to the Suns, or LeBron becoming the all-time scoring leader, or Kyrie Irving acknowledging that the Earth is round. Okay, maybe not the last one. But what about all the other little things you only know just a sentence or two about. I'm going to go through a series of headline-like topics or questions that you might be wondering about and provide a little added context so that by the end of this episode, you feel better prepared for basketball and betting and just all the crazy spirit that goes around April through June in the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for what the next few months have in store. So here we go. First off, uh, the Warriors are the defending champs, and they sit at 29 and 29. What happened? Well, it's a great question, and I'm still trying to figure out my dubs every single day. You might have heard about Stephen Curry having multiple injuries, but that alone doesn't explain the team's inconsistencies whatsoever. Klay Thompson has started to round back into his usual self, especially since the new year. But why is the team with the ultimate culture, leadership, and winning DNA sitting at 500? Well, for one, their defense is horrendous. I mean, throughout this dynasty, it's been the defense just as much as the splashes and deep threes that has led this team to titles. This year, they have a bottom 10 defensive rating, and on the road, only the Rockets and Spurs are worse than the Warriors in that category. The core is getting a little older. And there is a big gap now between the starters and the bench. The five-man lineup of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney has been as efficient as any lineup on the floor together this year. But as for the role players, it's tough. Dante DiVincenzo and Jonathan Kaminga have had some positive impact and they've been bright spots. But Moses Moody barely plays. James Wiseman was traded away at the deadline. And... Now the Warriors have acquired Gary Payton II at the end of the deadline, so he is back in the Bay, but it's unclear how long his injury will keep him out after he failed his physical. So, did the Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole incident send them off a cliff? From the outside, it looks like actually no. I mean, The two are playing well together when they're on the floor. It doesn't seem like there's been a lot of chitter-chatter around this incident from months ago. Uh, When Jordan Poole starts, he's averaging 25 points per game. And speaking of Draymond, the other day he said, we're still in control of our own destiny. 
But without a serious turn and play after the All-Star break, it's hard to see this team making another run for the trophy. It is bizarre that Steph, Clay, and Draymond together have an NBA record of 27 consecutive playoff series with a road victory. And now this team is 7-22 and on the road this year. So if they want to have a chance at anything, they're going to need to extend that streak a little bit further. But that is the update on the Warriors. Let's talk about the other team that was in the finals last year, the Celtics, because they lost their coach right before the season, right? And they're still the best team? Well, yes and yes. Joe Mazzulla took over on short notice at the age of 34 with only small head coaching roles, and he has kicked ass. Like, there is no other way to say it. You can say that in the NBA, coaching doesn't matter a ton when you have a loaded roster. That is simply not true at all. The Celtics' defensive rating isn't quite what it was last year, which is what Ime Udoka and that team became known for. But to be fair, Robert Williams missed the first two months of the season, and their offensive rating is even better. Their rotation is really, really solid. I mean, the addition of Malcolm Brogdon has paid off. Tatum and Brown have become one of the top duos in the entire league, and Al Horford-Robert Williams provide a different kind of duo on the defensive side. They don't really have a ton of flaws, like last year when they struggled to perform in the clutch. This year, they are tied for sixth in advanced clutch stats, so big jump up from last year. It's gotten them winning some games that they may have squandered last year or taken poor shot selection, not taking care of the ball. You know the drill, how it goes when you're watching your team and everything just crumbles. The Boston Celtics are 41-17, and league best record, and they should be the team to beat in the East come playoff time. Speaking of teams that have traditionally crumbled and have not gotten a lot of attention, still don't get a lot of national attention, the Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the West. I'll say it again. The Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the West. Yep, and their offense is explosive. 32-25 and 25 is their record. They are one of two teams in the Western Conference with a winning record on the road, the Clippers being the other. And they're doing a lot of the little things right. Mike Brown is the professional that this team needed. De'Aaron Fox has been as good as any player when it comes to the fourth quarter. Sabonis is a surefire all-star, and when the Kings win, they light the beam. They do have a bottom 10 defense in the league. So that is the one concern when you think about a playoff series. But they have been very successful situationally. They play like they're supposed to win and not blow games. They have the second best margin in the fourth quarter, and they're 3-0 in overtime games this year. So my best take of the entire year on the NBA was standing up for this team when they started 3-6. and six. They had a couple of bad breaks on officiating. There was the Tyler Hero travel and the Clay Thompson foul, both of which were not called. Uh, they were competitive in almost every game, though, in that first nine, even though they were 3-6. and six. And I just saw something different about the way we were watching the Kings, also a lack of dominance in the West at the time. So I'm just asking you to watch this team because they are worth your attention just one time. 
I know they don't get a lot of national attention. If you have League Pass, if you find yourself in Northern California, if you can watch them play in your hometown's arena, just give them your attention one time. De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, and company have been a great success story, especially in the Northern California region. Another headline, uh, it's all blown up in Brooklyn. So here's your Brooklyn Nets crash course. Kevin Durant wanted out over the summer and was not traded. The season started as a complete mess. Ben Simmons struggled. Steve Nash stepped away almost instantly. And Kyrie Irving was making headlines outside of basketball. It was rumored that they would hire Ime Udoka, who was suspended by the Celtics for the year, but they ultimately stuck with their interim coach, Jock Vaughn, who completely turned this group around and made them a top 10 defense. Kevin Durant was playing at an MVP-like level and had the Nets with a massive winning streak, but then he got hurt. And the rest? Well, it happened quickly and recently. Because Brooklyn wouldn't commit to a long-term deal with Kyrie Irving, he requested a trade and wanted out. Then he was quickly dealt to the Dallas Mavericks right before the trade deadline. Now, it looked like you were going to have a team with Kevin Durant and a bunch of strong role players that could trot out some really high-caliber defensive lineups. But the shocking announcement was made on the morning of the trade deadline that Kevin Durant, who was unsatisfied, finally was shipped off to Phoenix in exchange for Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, and a bunch of draft picks. So now Brooklyn is set up with wings, role players, and draft stock, and they have a chance to be good in a few years. But they're no longer an Eastern Conference contender. They will not get past a Philadelphia, a Boston, a Milwaukee. Meanwhile, Phoenix is now the odds favorite in the Western Conference. Okay, so... That's a few teams we've focused on specifically. What about in general? I want to sound smart when my friends talk hoops. What are some important other facts that I should know about? Well, let's talk about the Sixers real quick because they deserve a little bit of attention. After a rocky start, they are another team that could be a threat to win the East. The Sixers and Bucks are right there with the Celtics. And Doc Rivers has made great use of his deep rotation showing that players who normally don't get a ton of minutes, like a Shake Milton, can be valuable contributors. They have the third-best scoring defense and the second-best perimeter defense in the league, so Philadelphia is making great use of what they have. James Harden came back from injury, Tyrese Maxey came back from injury, and Joel Embiid is playing at the level we had seen him play the previous few seasons, despite his slow start. The top seed in the Western Conference is Denver. They are 40 and 18 with a 26 and 4 home record. They got the number 1 seed in the West. Nikola Jokic is averaging 25, 11 and 10 this year, so a triple-double, and he's in the conversation for his third consecutive MVP, which would make him the first player to three-peat this award since Larry Bird did it in 1986. The biggest overachievers in the league this year, let's talk about the Jazz, Thunder, and Pacers. So, the Indiana Pacers, they've been struggling more as of late, but all three of these teams have had the emergence of stars. For Utah, it's been Lowry Markkinen, who was thrown away as a trade piece 
and now will be an all-star starter, replacing the injured Zion Williamson. For Oklahoma City, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is averaging 31 points per game and playing like a superstar, showing the Thunder why they could be a contender in the next two to five years. Tyrese Halliburton for the Pacers has been superb, and it's no coincidence that his injury also matched up with their rough losing patch. Benedict Matherin, the sixth pick in last year's draft, has also been a lethal scorer off the bench and should be somebody who, uh, if not Rookie of the Year, will probably finish second in voting behind Orlando's Paolo Banquero. The biggest underachievers, well, we already discussed the Warriors, so I'll throw in three more teams to talk about. The Timberwolves, Raptors, and until recently, the Clippers. The Timberwolves made a big trade for Rudy Gobert in the offseason, and even before Carl Anthony Towns got injured in late November, this team was full of inconsistencies and not very strong on the road. That said, they're still 31-29 and and positioned at the 8th seed right now in the West, so it's much less of a disaster and more so a disappointment. The Raptors are trying to salvage a 21-27 and start to their year, And after many people believed they'd be trading some pieces at the trade deadline, they actually became buyers. They not only kept their core together, but they acquired center Jakob Pertl from the Spurs, who has been a great fit thus far. So they're currently at 28-31 and and looking to get into a playoff series. But overcoming a slow start will take some work for Toronto, who's going to need this all-star break to get some rest. I mentioned the Clippers. Right now, they're 32-28, and and they hold the fifth spot in the West. But they, too, had a slow start, especially for a team that many believed could come out of the Western Conference this season. Kawhi Leonard has looked a lot more like his usual self since January. They added pieces like Bones Highland and Eric Gordon last week at the trade deadline. For a while, it seemed like this team was solid defensively but lacked cohesion, and the real issue was that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could never spend time on the floor together. So the Clippers, they're doing well right now. If I'm a fan, I would be optimistic about them, and it's a good team to keep your eyes on before the playoffs begin in April. I thought it was worth noting their slow and inconsistent start. I know they certainly had me a little bit disgusted. Now, I'm feeling a little bit better about them. Okay, lastly, I want to get into betting. What should I know? Well, you've also come to the right place because this is a betting show. Let's start with general rules. Sorry to be no fun about it, but start by betting in small amounts. Check the injury reports, and the more you start to follow the league, the easier it will be and you will hit a higher percentage of your plays. I was so bad to start the year A lot of things were unpredictable. I was incorrect on some of my preseason predictions. But since mid-December or so, I've been hitting closer to 60% of my plays. That doesn't mean that every night I'm winning. But it's been better and more consistent. Okay, so for the more interesting stuff, over-unders are the hardest bets. Vegas is really, really savvy. And it's close to a 50-50 split on games that go over versus under, which is just how they want it. Shocker scheduling and home versus away matters as well, but for some teams, it's more than others. So examples of this, for the Milwaukee Bucks, the point total has gone over about two-thirds of the time when they've been at home this season, 
But on the road, the inverse is true, and the under has dominated. But if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're the best team against the spread, and it's more consistent across the board. They have a pretty similar coverage rate when they play in Oklahoma City versus when they do on the road. So that's more of just a general trend. What about back-to-backs? Well, for some teams, like the Clippers, who I just mentioned, they do better against the spread with a rest advantage and not so well with a disadvantage. Makes sense, especially when you account for a team that's battled through injuries. But the Sacramento Kings, another team that I talked about, they're not only a surprise in real life, they're a surprise in betting. They have a winning record against the spread when they have a rest disadvantage and the worst coverage rate in the league in the category of rest advantage. I won't bore you with a long list of betting-related facts. If you want to find some more information and be a nerd like me, I encourage you to do so. There are awesome websites out there like StatMuse, Team Rankings, OddsShark, The Action Network, and many more if you want to get quick and useful facts. And... If you want to bet on games, head to betonline.ag, a proud partner of Believe, where they'll get you started with a generous welcome bonus, meaning you have extra money to use on bets at no cost whatsoever. You can also refer a friend, and both of you will benefit from the transaction. It's winning all around. I tweet out my bets a few times a week, and you can find me, Greg Silver, at Silver on Twitter. I hope this episode, while short, was very useful and helped get you somewhat up to speed on the NBA. If you're my sister, I hope that you now have some new players to throw out in conversation, since I know you're always keeping tabs on that kind of thing. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, share, leave a review, find me on social media, and continue supporting the players and teams that make you go crazy that's going to do it for screaming from the sidelines i hope you enjoyed it keep screaming everybody and we will return with more soon Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.